welcome to a brand new episode of Comment Section. That's right. You know, guys, 2020 has been a rough year for a lot of people. Yes, we're, we're basically waiting for it to end. And nothing makes you more impatient for the year 2020 to end than the reveals yeah. at DC Fandom. Most of which we're going to get in 2021. At this point, I'm assuming we'll get Wonder Woman then too. But yes, we got so many big reveals at DC Fandom. You know, Comic-Con at home was a bit of a bust. Yeah. I think most people would agree with that. Hence why we did our little comic book special mm-hmm. instead of the news. Because there was no news. Yes. But we, we, we should do more of those. Yeah, More like, I like bringing that. up the comics. Yes, there's. I had a lot more to bring up, so... Oh, yes. I've, I read one recently. I was just like, ooh, I should bring it up. Maybe I'll try to squeeze it in yeah. here somewhere. <laughs> but, guys, DC fandom, I will say, did not disappoint. Nay, it exceeded my expectations. This was just going to be DC, and boy, did they deliver this. I mean, wow. Wow, 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 wow. I was... I And we also got some news before DC Fandom, which was obviously supposed to come out during DC Fandom, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We got some really great stuff to talk about. I spent all day Saturday refreshing my internet, or just like my movie news sites, and seeing all these big reveals, and there was one thing I was counting down to. Because I just had a gut feeling, like, it, we're going to see it. I think you know what that probably was, because I think I messaged you uh, about yeah. what I was counting down for. Yes. Which we'll be able to talk about today. So, guys, let us start with our DC fandom special. So, I think we, we said we were just going to do, like, the list I had mentioned, right? Yeah, we can just go through this list and both uh, uh Did comment. you have, like the list in front of you in case you wanted to introduce a topic or oh yeah i had yeah i had the same list because i also have notes on what i thought about each of those things and look at you coming prepared (laughs) i did not i was just gonna wing it i'm gonna wing most of them but uh uh i had uh i mean a lot of it was just that um i uh i mean i had heard uh from some messages from you, uh, just like how the like the, the this exceeded expectations, and yes. when I started looking, well, like actually digging into this list of announcements, I was like, "Wow, <laughs> there's it doesn't end." <laughs> no, it does not. All right, so I guess I can bring up the first bit All of right. news. All right, now before DC fandom happened on Friday. They there was a bomb that was dropped on us on Thursday. You know, there are some things that you hear a piece of news and it's going to affect how you view what happens to you the rest of the day. For some people, it's finding out that their wife has cheated on them. For some people, it's their man their producer, Paul, sending them such hateful messages saying, Hey, yeah. how did you screw up the live stream? Well, Paul, yeah. maybe if you weren't so cheap and got the paid version of zoom and this was something that really did just come out of nowhere because 
you know a lot of times with a lot of time with a lot of times with entertainment stories there will be you'll hear rumors and then by the time it's official you'll kind of already known but this was official when I first saw it I didn't believe it I thought this is cruel this is an <laughs> April Fool's joke yeah it's 2020 people people are having it rough do not toy with their emotions like this <laughs> but no it is real we found out that Ben Affleck is returning as Batman in the upcoming Flash movie. And boy, you know, <laughs> with the Snyder Cut, how wonderful of a world is it to, that we have two projects with Ben Affleck's Batman. And also, this week at Fandom, we got some new Ben Affleck stuff, but we'll talk about that later. But... Ben Affleck, yeah. one of my favorite Batman actors of all time. Of all of them, he's number three in live action. Yes. Is coming back to play Batman in The Flash. So there's a, there's a lot of different ways to look at this. I look at it as a bonus. Like, I can't believe this is happening. I've also, because of the Michael Keaton stuff, and I got burned on Crisis on Infinite Earths. Very badly. Especially with how much I was disappointed in the Kevin Conroy appearance. Which was not his fault, by the way. He was great. Yeah. It was the script. It does make me feel better that... Which, also, this article announcing Ben Affleck, it sounds like it confirmed Michael Keaton will be in the Flash movie. Wow. It does make you feel better knowing that whatever happens, because, again, Michael Keaton, he's not going to be playing Batman like he did in 1989 or 92. He'll be playing an alternate version of Batman because this movie is set in the DCEU. Yeah. It does make one feel better knowing that whatever happens, and I'm a little bit pessimistic as much as I think Keaton will be great. I'm a little pessimistic after Crisis. It does make one feel better knowing that whatever they do in this special will kind of have a backup plan by having the quote-unquote real Batman, at least in terms of the DCEU in there. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, so too. I, I'm excited for it. You know, we'll, we'll, I'll go a little bit more of my thoughts of what this means in a second, but... I think I might message you right away with excitement yeah, yeah, about the return <laughs> of Ben Affleck as Batman. Yeah. By the way, who would have thought seven years ago, because it happened around the time I saw this in my Facebook uh, remembrance things, who would have thought seven years ago when people were complaining, what, Ben Affleck's going to be Batman? <laughs> Don't you remember Daredevil? That was me. That was me. I call myself out. That was me. Uh, you know what? I rewatched Daredevil. He's pretty good in it. Right. He's a much better Batman now, and much better of an actor now. But he was all right in Daredevil. Actually, Daredevil's an all right movie. It just had the misfortune of coming out in the same time as Brian Singer's X Men, Sam Raimi's Spider Man, which yeah. were just like pretty much perfection. So, who would have thought, seven years after people were complaining, that 
the news he was coming back would be met with so much excitement and hype from people. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, what are your thoughts about the return of Ben Affleck as Batman for the Flash movie? Yeah, I um, <clears throat> I thought it was really exciting too, and um, I think for a long time, kind of just kind of expecting, well, mostly expecting the Batman to never happen, but then. like in the back of my mind at least I was like assuming well that would probably be Ben Affleck's uh, solo movie and then just kind of being oh well it kind of seems like the Ben Affleck Batman is is done now with uh, Robert Pattinson coming in and And honestly it felt like with Justice League the theatrical Justice League whatever you think of it it felt like because we had met Ben Affleck's Batman at such an older age it felt like his story had kind of come to a close. Right. Like, you could add to it, but it felt like a lot of, like, the hanging threads were kind of done. Right. And that's why I think that this is kind of the perfect situation because, in a way, I, I like where the Batman is going, where it's, like, getting another iteration, seeing a new glimpse, and there isn't that much more to tell of Ben Affleck's. So, um... But at the same time, it would have been nice to see more Ben Affleck as Batman, and we're getting that. Yes. Oh, man. We got a four-hour thing coming with a Snyder Cut plus this. So, one thing that, obviously, I've been a little concerned about is what happened with Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah. And one thing that does make me feel better is that you'll hear stories like Kevin Conroy recently did a podcast with Michael Rosenbaum, who was Lex Luthor from Smallville. What a crossover that was, Batman plus Lex Luthor. He was also the Flash in the animated series. Yeah. And he talked about how on Crisis, they wouldn't show him the script until he said yes, which is what happened with Michael Rosenbaum when they asked him to come on as Lex Luthor, and he said no, because they wouldn't show him the script. Right. It does make me feel better that Ben Affleck, who, let's be honest, while we love his performance, you could tell he was having a bit of a rough time as Batman, at least because of the reception it was having. And I I, I think he thought people were going to like the movie more than they did. Yeah. And we we saw he, he was done. What does it say that he read the script... And he decided to come back. This made him come back. Oh, yeah. Because I, at first I was a little hesitant because it's written by the Birds of Prey writer, which I watched Birds of Prey this weekend. It's not that great. But what does it say about he was done? He wanted out. And yeah. reading this script made him come back. That's a really good point because... um. I I also kind of was think like I said thinking he was on his way out or um and um just movie after movie not being that well received in part because of uh some scripting and directing choices but um and none of it's his fault yeah exactly so it's, fact, it's like Brandon Routh with Superman <laughs> Returns yeah um I think that says a lot about. At least the quality of the script, how that comes to screen, we'll see. But all right, so it sounds like this movie will be based on Flashpoint. Yeah, great comic book storyline by Jeff Johns. 
And a lot of people are wondering, what does this mean for, what does the news of Ben Affleck coming back mean for the future of Batman in the DC Cinematic Universe? Now, maybe I'll, I'll let you go first, because I have a guess of what I think will happen. But what do you think will happen with the future of Batman in the DC Extended Universe after this movie that has both Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton? Mm. Uh, Yeah, just so everyone knows, Robert Pattinson is officially not in the DCEU. He is a separate Batman. That's what I was... That's actually what I was wondering because part of me was thinking it might seem like they were ushering out like here's some last appearances and then we're going to move on to a new Batman but if he's officially not um, in the DCU um, then I don't really know what it, what it says I don't know if it if it means he's going to be in any more of them after that or um, um, I don't know what it, what did you think Here's my guess. We're going to open the movie with Ben Affleck and the Flash and Ezra Miller's The Flash together. Then whatever happens in there is going to propel Barry on his journey to go back in time, screw with the timeline, and that's how we get Michael Keaton as Batman. Maybe it's that Ben Affleck's Batman dies or something. Right. And he goes back, screws up the timeline. And we get Michael Keaton's Batman. Yeah. And then we go through whatever it is, his journey about fixing the, the timeline. I think at the end, we're going to have it where Barry goes to see Bruce Wayne. And he finds that in the DCEU, Batman is now Michael Keaton, but he's playing a new version where both... Keaton and Affleck's history were merged together into one character. So he's both a combination of the Keaton and Affleck Batman. Like Batman 89 happened and so did Batman versus Superman to huh. him. Maybe wow. a little bit of difference, but I think at the end we're going to have Keaton playing a new Batman who is a combination of the two. I see. And so- then he'll keep his... Whatever they said about him having, like, a Nick Fury role in the future, that's how it will happen. Oh, okay. So you think that he might even, he he might, it might be actually Michael Keaton who's in more uh, movies as Batman. Yeah, because I, like, the Hollywood Reporter, now this isn't confirmed or anything, but it was being reported by them. They talked about how there is a plan, how... There's talks about a plan for Michael Keaton to keep being Batman in the DCEU as like a mentor or Nick Fury type character. Right. And then maybe this could give. Maybe we can find Affleck exists somewhere else in the multiverse. And if he ever wants to come back, he's out there. But I think we're going to find out that they've become. The two characters have become one. Yeah, I mean that's pretty. That's a pretty cool way to um, uh, 
kind of established that kind of role in the DCU. It does seem like um, it does seem like it would make the Flash movie as sort of a really good um, transition point for like a almost like a, a an act two or what like a saga two if we were referencing marvel um to the dceu i almost think you could almost view both versions of justice league well maybe even more that the snyder cut justice league is the finale to this era yeah and flash will be the epilogue yeah it'll sort of usher us into the new era yeah so, I kind. What do you think? Will, do you think we'll see Ben Affleck after this, or I, I kind of think he might be done after this, especially because of how they're talking. It's not confirmed, but there's rumors going around about Michael Keaton would have like a Nick Fury type role. Yeah, and I don't think they would have the two running around at the same time. Yeah, I don't think so. I think I was thinking that this would probably be his last appearance regardless. Um, but after this discussion, I still I still think that. So, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, in a way, he still will be continuing. He just would be played by Michael Keaton now if yeah. they merge the two. Right. All right, so who do you think, which Batman do you think will have more screen time, Keaton or Affleck? I would probably say I think Keaton would. Yeah, um, I would have said Affleck, um, but um, if it is sort of like um, if the majority of the movie takes place like after this, uh, after like a a, a time mess around, then uh, I would say certainly Keaton would in that case. So, yeah, there we go, guys. Ben Affleck, the Batfleck himself, <laughs> is back in the role. And, boy, <laughs> you know what? This Flash movie could be terrible. It could be. Like, yeah. Crisis on Infinite Earths. It had potential, but it ended up being terrible. Right. But we live in a world now where we're going to get, in one movie... The best Batman actor of the 20th century in Michael Keaton and in the 21st century in Ben Affleck. What a great time. In only <laughs> that way. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, 2022, everything should be back to normal by then, we hope. Well. Well, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens. I mean, we thought we would have been back to normal in, like, July or something. Yeah. All right, so... Do you think there will be any any other surprise characters brought into this movie, or is it just going to be Flash plus these two Batmen? Um, I think we could see maybe one or two other surprises, but um, uh, hopefully not to an extent like Crisis or something where it's uh, <laughs> where it's basically the only plot. Yeah. Um, so I guess I would hope that there isn't too many more, but there could be one or two. I did have another guess of what I think could happen. Oh. How this movie could affect another character. Oh, really? All right. Now, also, I think that this Flash movie is going to... Because we've seen how Wonder Woman is kind of being retconned from what the Snyder plan was. Because if you remember in Batman vs. Superman... 
they talk about how after World War One, she disappeared for a century. Yeah. Obviously, that didn't happen in Wonder Woman 1984. Right. So I think the Flash will kind of fix that continuity thing. I think they'll say, yep, that was Snyderverse. This is the new DC Universe. Yeah. I have a, a guess. Now, there are some stories going around about will Henry Cavill come back as Superman. Now, I'm not a big fan of Henry Cavill's performance as Superman, but I can't really complain if we have a version, an actor on TV I like. Now, that's just being selfish of me if I do that. <laughs> yeah. But I did have this thought, because I do think that's what the game plan is, is that Keaton, Keaton's history and Affleck's history will merge. You know, some things will be a little bit different, but overall, they'll just merge into one character. Yeah. I almost think that they're going to have it where Cavill, well, we won't see in the movie, but Cavill, Superman, will merge with Christopher Reeve's history. Oh. So so Hmm. what do you think about that? Do you think, because we did see... In the theatrical cut, Justice League, that's who he is now. Yeah. Yeah. That That's so interesting. That what do you think about it. that? Could they merge those two and maybe he'll have... Maybe they'll wipe some of the Snyder history away and add yeah. a little bit of Christopher Reeve history? That would be almost, uh, for me, I guess, per even an even better idea than uh, <laughs> merging Batmans because I think it would just... Uh, it would fix a lot of the issues I also had with the uh, um, DCEU Superman. Uh, um, it maybe hopefully plus it also adds more movies to the history. Yeah, that's true. And even deeper lore. Um, yes. But yeah, it's sort of like there were glimpses of that in Justice League uh, where Superman felt a little more Superman-like, at least in the way I view it. Uh, yeah, like um. By far, I thought the theatrical cut Justice League showed him acting the most like Superman. Even from, like, just appearing on the kids' podcast, being like, well, in that case, if it's for your podcast. Where was that for us, Henry? Where was (laughs) that for us? Anyway. (laughs) And also where he's, like, flying with Flash and he calls him Slowpoke and stuff. That felt like Superman. Yeah. Versus in, like, Mass Deal, they were trying to fit a Superman peg in a Batman hole. Yeah. So, yeah, that that's what I think will happen. I think we're going to see a merging of sorts with Superman and Batman. Yeah. And honestly, I think that'd be pretty cool. Me too. Although Batman would, is like 30 years older than, than Superman, they keep Cavill, but, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe one day he'll fall into a Lazarus pit and he'll become another actor (laughs) when when, uh, (laughs) Keaton decides to exit. Yeah. So there we go, guys. News. I never thought would happen. But boy, did it make me excited. Yeah. How much of this show did we talk about what Ben Affleck's done as Batman? But no. No, 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 no. Now we have two more things with him. Yeah. Yes. And we'll be talking about... Ben Affleck later in here. Yeah. So, yeah, there we go. 
So on to the next topic go. then. Yes. Um, if you want, I do have the list here. If you want to like switch back and forth, I can sure bring Let us, us into the see next. See what one. is the next thing uh, up, because to be the next up. one is the uh, is Gotham Knights the uh, announced video game. Um, yes, which looks pretty interesting to me. Uh, I watched the trailer and. Um, the thing that struck me, even like, uh, it's hard to get like early on with like trailers like this. It's hard to get a an idea of uh, too much of an idea of, of gameplay, really. But I mean, uh, it's made. Was by, there any I, was there any gameplay in the trailer? Uh, I can't remember. I I know that uh, there wasn't in the other uh, video game trailer I saw. Um. But we know it's made by, um, what is it? It's the Arkham, is it the Arkham No, Knights that's Suicide people? Squad. Oh, okay. This is WB Games Montreal. Right, okay. But they did make uh, Batman Arkham Origins. Ah, yeah, Arkham Origins, that was it. Okay. Um, Which I really, I finished that recently. Oh, I'm really? very slow with video games. Yeah. And I was, the whole time I was watching, I was thinking, man, this would be a great Batman, like, reboot. Yeah, and we'll talk about that later. Um, but <laughs> for a movie, but yeah, so this is from the people who made Arkham Origins. Got it. All right. So, um I mean, that actually gets me more hope because I believe Arkham Knight is like the, I think the one I haven't played. I think I've played Arkham City, Arkham Origins, um Arkham Asylum? Yes, that is that's the first one, right? Yeah, that's the one where Joker gets the Bane Venom. Yeah, in. that's the one I think I've played the most. Um, I think Ark. I play. It's the only game I've beaten twice. Oh, really? Yes, I think um, Arkham City is my favorite one. Yeah, that one. That one actually, it might it might be my favorite, but I didn't get a chance to to finish it. Do you play um, with the different skins? Um. I, I remember with Arkham City, I uh, I did, never owned it. I played it at someone's someone on at someone else's place, and just like for hours, was like this game's amazing. But I, I don't remember. Years I ago, got so. because I bought PS3 in 2015. Yeah, I waited till the last minute. Yeah, and by that time they made it so you could have the skins on like the games for free for like the big games. Oh. Every time I play it, I play as Batman the Animated Series Batman. Yeah, I don't I don't think I did change the skin, but that's aw- I I should <laughs> really go back to those games. Um but yeah, well, Gotham Knights, um well, one one of the things I thought about it was like no matter what the gameplay is like just the 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 implication that you might be able to one of my favorite things about video games is general just is just exploring a world so really being able to uh navigate gotham city um will you be able to do that in here like the um well yeah i don't i don't know that it's open world that's why i was saying about like it's hard to know gameplay but um it, it does seem like we might get some extent to that um it's called i gotham really like Nights. that in the arkham games where yeah. you know what after like three times of trying to beat Bane, it's always nice to just go after a mugger once in a while and be yeah. like, "Hey, I did good." <laughs> yeah. So yeah, 
Now, from what I've seen, I don't think this is a sequel to the Arkham games. Yeah, it I don't sounds think like so. It takes place in its own universe. Plus, it's not Kevin Conroy voicing Batman yeah. in that thing. Um. <clears throat> oh, uh, I just looked up. It's. It says it's an. Uh, an. Genre-wise, it's an action role-playing video game. So we're probably looking at combat that like beat 'em up combat that's similar to the Arkham games. But if it's a role-playing game, that's that's basically my. Oh, it's set in an open world based on Gotham City. Yeah, so you'll be able to openly explore Gotham City. Oh, okay. That's basically what open world means. So. So, uh, for me, there are a few thoughts about this trailer. One is that I, I love how it's involving the whole Bat family. Like, we have Nightwing. Robin. Yeah, I like that too. Uh, Batgirl, Red Hood. Now, let's talk about the story for a little bit. It does sound a little lame that you that like Batman's gone most of the time. Yeah, I know. It just seems like some. It just seems like a way to. Um, it seems video game. It seems like something that would only work in a video game. Like that, I wouldn't be interested in seeing a movie like that. Yes. So, there's that. I'm just like, oh, that sounds lame, but. Whatever. Yeah. We we haven't played the game yet. And I I have a guess about something that's going to happen. Oh, really? But I, the big thing. Oh, what were you going to say? Oh, I was just I was just reading another um thing on the Wikipedia. It apparently also has where is it? Two player cooperative uh campaign mode. Now that's that's a good episode 100. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. I don't know if it'll come out by then, but <laughs> I think it's 2021. Yeah. Says the game's coming out. All right. But the big thing for me about this game yeah. was the reveal that the Court of Owls are going to be in this game. Uh-huh. Now, Court of Owls might be my favorite storyline from comics in the past 10 years. Oh, yeah. It's just, guys, seriously, if you don't know the Court of Owls and you were playing a game this game, you have no idea the treat you are about to receive. This is so awesome. It's like this secret organization that's been watching over Gotham City since like the 1800s. And like, no one thinks they're real. But it's kind of like a myth that people like tell like their kids like, yeah. Oh, be careful, the Court of Owls watches you and will take you in the night or something. Oh. Now you see why Gotham is the crap hole it is. Because th- those are the <laughs> bedtime stories they yeah. tell their kids. But they did a great job of telling the Court of Owls storyline in this animated movie, Batman vs. Robin. And they also did a great job of doing Court of Owls in Season 3 of Gotham. Court of Owls is the next new Batman villain I want. Yeah in a movie it is so awesome so now you, I'm assuming you don't know a lot about the Court of Owls I, I didn't know that much but uh, you just c- explaining it <laughs> makes me want to immediately read the uh, <laughs> um, the uh, main Court of Owls uh, comics because I always see them there um, oh like the two the, volumes go get them yeah 
Batman. Plus, though, that is a great jumping on point for Batman. Because I always say, people always ask, what is the best, when, where's the best place to start in a comic series? Yeah. It's always when the new writer takes over. Yeah. That's, because it's almost like having, like, a new director, right. basically. Yeah. And that was the start of Scott Snyder's amazing run. Yeah. On Batman. It's so funny, that I, is, I instinct. I almost said Snyder, and I was like, "That Snyder." Wait, I'm confused. <laughs> I, I'm clearly confused, but I was like, "No, it's a different Snyder." A lot but, of Snyder. Yeah, a lot of Snyder. There's Zack Snyder, Scott Snyder. Yeah. Yes. So, I do have a theory about the story of this game. Yeah. Which gives me a little hope about how kind of lame the premise is a little bit. Right. Now, in the trailer. They talk, you remember how the Corps of Owls at the end of the trailer, they're talking about how they watch you through the night yeah. and stuff, and how they show the character Talon, who's kind of like their fighter? Right. I'll go with this. That's a brainwashed Bruce Wayne that they'll have to save at the end. Oh, yeah. I, I also... That is be your thing. You have to, that is the final boss. You have to defeat and save Batman. Yeah. I kind of, like, something about the way the trailer's presented kind of felt to me like Batman's not really dead. I don't I don't know what it was. I, I think it, um, I, it might have been, like, there was, I don't know if I was just trying to read into what the people making the trailer were thinking, but there was the part where it was like, that it was like, Batman is, and then it cuts off. Yeah. Um, so something just made it seem like they're trying to tell you that Batman's not really dead. Yeah, I think he. Yeah, I think they're gonna change it to where he's the Talon character. Yeah, I mean, is there a better boss to fight than Batman? Um, no, not especially at all. if you're like in playing those characters. Exactly, and it'll be a, and the stakes are raised because yeah. you have to save like your parent almost. Yeah, no, that is that would be a great that would be a great end of that storyline. So, yeah, there we go. Yes. With Gotham Knights. We don't do a lot of video game stories on here besides, like, that Spider-Man one we did. Yeah. Well, when there's something uh, really big like that coming out. Um, yes. Really exciting. Um, All right. So, anything else for Gotham Knights before we move on? I don't think so. What What else? There's a lot of other big things uh, coming up, so uh, we can get into the next thing. Yes. Well, guys, when we did our end of the year, well, beginning of 2020 special, remember how excited we were? Oh, man, <laughs> the Roaring Twenties are here. Yeah. And look how that turned out. But... There was one movie I was looking forward to so much. Mm -hmm. This was a year, unfortunately, there was only one superhero movie I was looking forward to. Yeah. And I don't even think we're going to get it this year, but whatever. Yeah. It was Wonder Woman 1984, which I believe, I have a strong faith in my heart, is going to be, like, it's going to top the first one. I believe this will be her Superman 2 or her The Dark Knight. Mm Mm-hmm. And so we've had a few trailers before. And honestly, it's kind of like the Dark Knight situation. The first one was, I was just like, okay, that's cool. But then this one came. And this was the one that got me really excited. Yeah. 
So I'll bring up the trailer real quick. So we saw Wonder Woman. One thing that stands out in here a lot is Wonder Woman's reaction to the return of Steve Trevor. Right. And it kind of sounds like maybe the bad guy. Who is it? Uh, Maxwell Lord is, I think, is the bad guy in here. It kind of sounds like the ba- the other bad guy besides Cheetah. Yeah, Maxwell Lord, who was in season one of Supergirl. Ah. Maxwell Lord is kind of ma- making promises to make people's dreams come true. So it almost makes me think that there's a little, something a little sinister in Steve Trevor's return. Right. So, gotta say, how awesome, I know we saw it before, but how awesome was it to see her kind of swing like Spider-Man on the lightning with the lasso of truth? Oh, yeah, yeah. That that was awesome. That is like, oh my, dude, if that is the opening scene, I'm like, oh my god, (laughs) you got, it'll be like the, um, the boat ship scene in Captain America Winter Soldier like oh guys yes this is going to be awesome yeah so we have that and we also saw I think it showed us a little bit more of Cheetah's motivation yeah because we saw how it sounds like she's kind of jealous of Wonder Woman about how Kristen Wiig's character has had to like work for stuff her whole life Never gain recognition. Here's this god, basically, from Themyscira, and people look up to her. Yeah. And so, I really liked um, how they're making. It sounds like Cheetah's motivation more emotional. Yeah. More connected to Diana. Yeah. And also, we saw it will have like some great humorous moments. Like probably my favorite part of the trailer. <laughs> was where uh, Steve Trevor had to learn about radar. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then we also saw him mention parachute pants. Man, we weren't alive in the 80s, but what a stupid idea. (laughs) Parachute pants. (laughs) Yeah. And we also... When was the last time you saw a fanny pack? Um, They they almost (laughs) sort of came back for a little bit, I feel like. Did they? I've... I don't know. I sometimes see, like, if people are, I mean, been a long time since I've been in public places with lots of people, but people bring fanny packs to, like, amusement parks and stuff. I remember when I was, like, um, 12, going to Disney World, and my dad and my uncle had fanny packs. I'm like, I do not know you anymore. (laughs) You are not the people I thought you were. (laughs) Like, I I can't even remember the last time my mom had a fanny pack. It's been, like, a while. Yeah, I mean, I don't... There's definitely no one I've known personally who's had a fanny pack in quite some time, so... But, yeah, so... God, this Wonder Woman trailer... Man, did it get me even more hyped to see this movie... I'll talk about, like, the one thing that I find a little bit of a head-scratcher. Oh. And makes me a little concerned. It's only a little. Yeah. But what do you? What did you think of, I'll just say it, this awesome Wonder Woman trailer? Uh, it, yeah. it, got, it raised my hype so no, much. I also thought it was amazing. <laughs> um, 
I got I I I I was already thinking this was going to be great. I, for I was staying away from a lot of the news, but after seeing this trailer, I feel pretty confidently that I I mean try not to go into movies with too high hopes, but I'll just I I I'm almost positive I'll like it more than the first one, and it it could easily be my favorite uh, DCEU movie, very easily. It um the uh it really looks like they have something special. I mean, yeah. the first one was great, but this seems like it has something special to it, it. Yeah, really, it really did. It feels like the first one set up. Uh, like I've some problems with the first one, but just like if it can set up what the second one looks like, it's going to be. It's all worth it. Um, we also saw Cheetah, who looked very good too. Like yeah. when she did her full CGI. Yeah, Cheetah. I also. I don't mean to interrupt no, you, but I just re- remember saying, yeah. Oh, they did like tributes to both eras of Cheetah. Yeah, you saw Kristen Wiig kind of like in a. Yeah, just like the, she's kind of like wearing like a like a the non CGI like, one. That was really cool. Yeah, that's kind of like a that reminded me of like Cheetah from like the Super Friends. Yeah. And then CGI, that reminded me like Cheetah from Justice League yeah. Unlimited. So think, it looks like I think I was expecting the very uh, iconic more CGI versions. one, uh, and I do think that's really cool. But I almost like the the other one better. I thought it was super cool looking. Um, the I think the only I guess head scratcher to me, and I don't even like I don't even care if it's a good movie, but some of the it, it seems like there's a little bit of potential for there to be like the Black Panther style, like two CGI uh, beings kind of ragdolling around through the air. Yeah. Um, but it's probably not gonna take up much of the movie. Um, it, and it just seems like you're, like the it seems like everything else about it is gonna be incredible. Like just like I said, the or like you said, the um, the uh, like hero villain dynamic just seems so much better in this one so much more um tied and um yeah it just seems i have a good feeling about it now i do have two concerns one that i think the trailer might have gotten rid of and one that i find a little bit of a head scratcher so this movie has two villains we have cheetah and we also have maxwell lord yeah I do worry because as much as I liked The Dark Knight, I really don't like kind of the trend that some superhero movies have of here is your villain most of the movie and then the last at the end we switch it to another one. Yeah. Like how we had Joker, then we switched to Two-Face. Yeah. Then we had in the first Wonder Woman, we had the general guy and Dr. Poison. Then at the end we switched to Ares. Yeah. I do worry about having Cheetah's the villain the whole time, and then we'll switch to Maxwell Lord. Yeah, because Cheetah's the one I want to see. I that would but, be one of the one that would be one of the things that would be a disappointment to me. Is like I I really there's there's only so much screen time in a movie to develop a really good hero villain relationship. You, I you don't need to shove in a second villain at all, but um, I really hope that it focuses on one hero villain kind of du- duel. Yeah, and I do 
think that the trailers show it, it might not be like that because we see in the trailer Wonder Woman says, Barbara, what have you done? It looks like that's probably from the climax of the movie. <clears throat> yeah. And also, I was reading this thing about... Uh, Patty Jenkins was talking about Maxwell Lord and how he's inspired by Gene Hackman's Lex Luthor from Superman the movie. Yeah. And we look at Superman 2, Lex has an influence, but clearly Zod is the main villain of Superman 2. But Lex still has his great moments to shine. So if they follow that with Superman 2, I think we won't have to worry about that at all. I think it will be great either way. So, there's that. Also, well, you know, I should bring this up too before I get into the one concern I have. I I do think it's interesting how they're showing the flashbacks to Themyscira to where Diana was younger. It almost makes me wonder if they're going to try to show maybe either the differences or similarities that Diana and Barbara, who becomes Cheetah, have with each other. So what do you think? Do you have a guess of... That's kind of what my guess is about why they're showing Flash. Because in the trailer, it's clearly young Diana because they don't have any other young people on Themyscira. So do you have any guesses of why they would be showing that? My guess is to show maybe juxtaposition Diana and Barbara. Yeah, because remember, we did find out in the movie that some of the stuff her mother told her, her wasn't real. Because they did, they, her mom talked about how she sculpted her from clay, which is a reference to the older comics. And then we find out that she's really the daughter of Zeus and Hippolyta. So yeah, I, I, I do find it a, weird, a little odd how they would go back, but I do think... It will serve the greater story. Maybe they could show like how they're opposites or something. Yeah, I th- I feel like it makes most sense if it's juxtaposing some other part of the plot, like if it's showing you the difference um, between upbringings. And also, um, this isn't a very good movie, so I don't I don't mean to bring this up, but it, it would be cool if they kind of did like remember the beginning of Iron Man two, where you saw. Stark on TV and you saw uh what's his name? Whiplash's Whiplash with his dying father and stuff. How they their fathers both worked together. Tony Stark got to be the big billionaire and Antoine Anton and I don't remember, I try to forget Iron Man too. Anton and his dad are kinda of living in poverty in Russia. Maybe that could be something they would do. Here's one thing I find odd, though. Why is it... We've seen it in a lot of the trailers, and I haven't brought it up, but why is Wonder Woman wearing this golden suit with wings and a helmet where she looks like Hawkgirl? Oh, yeah. I just, yeah, she's in all of the, like, poster, like, the main posters. I've noticed that. Yeah. Personally, I never gave it much thought because I think it kind of looks cool, but I just never thought about <laughs> I never thought about what it means or why. I mean, like when we're like in the climax of a movie like the big action scene, I want to see the classic suit. Yeah, that's true. I didn't I didn't I hadn't thought about that cuz that is actually a kind of a pet peeve of mine. Like I 
I, I do worry because, no, I think this movie is going to be the Dark Knight or Superman 2 of Wonder Woman movies. Yeah. That's with DC. But there's also the flip side, which I don't mean to bash him on a DC thing, but when you look at the Marvel Cinematic Universe second movies, with the exception of Winter Soldier, most of them are pretty bad and are just used to set other stuff up. Like, I watched Age of Ultron last week. Not a very good experience. I was just watching it thinking, man, this movie sucks. This sucks. Because, like, <laughs> so much of it is just set up. There's just a random scene where they go to see Andy Serkis from Black Panther. It's just, he really, yeah. he's really not there for any purpose. It's just, hey, guys, Black Panther's coming. And then you it just sets up Planet Hulk and Civil War. And it's just, the movie mm-hmm. really isn't a movie. It's just filler. Yeah, <laughs> I can see that. So I do worry. I really, I don't want Wonder Woman to set up a Hawk Girl movie. That's my fear. But maybe it's not because maybe it's just a little, a little Easter egg, a little reference. Like, hey, yeah. doesn't she kind of look like Hawk Girl? That's where we got the influence yeah, from. Yeah, it would be a. If they start talking about Thanagar and stuff, I'll be like, I'm I'm getting concerned. Yeah. I don't want this just to be pointless setup. Yeah, I would be. That would be very concerning to me too, and a very strange choice. Like, um, <laughs> like, don't you want it to be a Wonder Woman movie? It would be a very strange choice. Yeah. So I almost don't think they're gonna do that. But if they did, that would be very disappointing. That that. That would put this franchise in trouble, yeah. I think. Wonder Woman. And you know what? Maybe we'll talk about this. No, we'll talk about this later. But this movie is obviously going to be very important for DC yeah. moving forward. But that's a little concern. Although, it looks like in the trailer she ditches the wings when she's about to fight someone. Yeah. So maybe it's just... It's just cool armor. Uh, Themis, <laughs> yeah. And it's just a little, like, hey, guys, wink, wink. Remember Hawk Girl from the Justice League yeah. cartoon? So, I mean, her helmet does look a bit like a hawk. Uh, I mean, from quick Googling, I see people calling it the Golden Eagle costume. But birds of, well, bird, I was about to say birds of prey. I don't mean, I mean, like, liter- I mean, oh, like no. literally, like, they're both birds of prey. Oh yes. So, but honestly, this trailer looks so great. Yeah, it's incredible. It, it, it raised my hype. Um, th- it's actually, I think it. I'll. Uh, I don't want to spoil other trailers too, but there's another trailer today. Um, a couple trailers we're gonna talk about today are some of the only trailers in a long time that actually made me excited about movies again. I felt like yes. I have just not been that into movies for a, quite a few months. Um, like honestly, there in 2020, there were only two movies I was excited yeah. for, and that was Wonder Woman and like, Soul. I, and the, I'm not as like I never actively considered myself disappointed in in current Marvel movies. I haven't thought about it that much, but um, 
uh, I definitely am more <coughs> excited for for a lot of these uh, this lineup than any MCU stuff announced. So yeah, so very looks like we got something really special yeah. here. Uh, man, what was I gonna say? I'm blanking now. Oh, I hate these moments. <laughs> oh. I, I talked about how I watched Birds of Prey. Yeah. Not was not a, yeah, I remember now cuz you mentioned yeah. it. Maybe I'll talk about it a little bit. I was not a fan of the Birds of Prey movie. Um of all the DCEU movies. So Man of Steel to present. I would say this is my second I haven't seen Shazam. Oh, yeah. That's the only yeah. one I haven't seen. It's my second least favorite one under Aquaman. Yeah. Aquaman's my least favorite one of right. them all. <clears throat> I will say it's not terrible, but it's not good. Okay. And it really shows Harley shouldn't be a main character without like Batman, Joker, or the Suicide Squad. Yeah. I, I I'm so, interested but, I think I'm gonna watch this soon just because I I kind of feel like I I might like it but I'll have I'll have to see I'm interested in seeing it. Uh, some people like it, but I was just <laughs> watching it, and the more time went on, the less I cared. Yeah. yeah, but I think I think it just looks like they took. I think the reason why I think I might like it is because like I think my least favorite DCU movie is Suicide Squad, and to me, it kind of looks like they took just like all of the parts that didn't work in that movie out and just stuck with the parts that worked um but that was just my hope for it i think that for me we're gonna look i think harley quinn was kind of a knee-jerk reaction of okay what did work in the original dceu plan and one of them was margot robbie's harley quinn and this was just kind of a all right, yeah. Kind of do this while we figure out the plan, but I think when we look at the upcoming slate that DC the DCEU has with Wonder Woman, even though I'm not a big fan of James Gunn, you have Suicide Squad, the Batman, Flash. That's a pretty exciting lineup. Yeah, yeah right there. So we'll talk about that later. So. Should we move on to the next story we have after the Wonder Woman 1984 trailer? Yes, let's do it. Um, oh, yeah, I can bring this one up. Um, All right. We finally have a trailer for uh, something we made an episode about recently, something we never thought was going to happen. There's a, a Zack Snyder's Justice League trailer. Um <gasps> it's there, and it's all in uh, what's that ratio called? Six by nah, or I just call standard, it standard. definition. Yeah, <laughs> um, that was odd. I don't know why. I, I don't know either. I was just it. Okay, is that what they're gonna do for the I movie? Don't, I, I, don't I don't think, think so. they I think would. It's but just a trailer thing. I I think it was just an aesthetic choice for the trailer. Um, maybe to have it like. Stand out like this will be coming to TV. And it's the old. I TV was thinking shape. either that or it's like a reference to like here is unseen footage, like 
like it's a glimpse into unseen footage or something. And there was a lot of yeah. I w- th- there was a lot of like new stuff. Like I'm I'm pretty sure. Am I right in saying like it seems like they just tried to show a, a bunch of new crap <laughs> in the trailer? <laughs> a bunch yeah. of new crap. That's what they did. It felt like this trailer. It felt. Because no one's going to Justice League wondering, oh, what's the story going to be? Because yeah. we know what the story is the going to be. We yeah. saw a version <laughs> of it. It felt like it was trying to show, play to Zack's strengths. Whatever you think about Zack Snyder as a director, one thing that almost everyone agrees on, the dude is great with visuals. Yeah. And this really played to it, whether you're talking about the... um slow-mo scene he he did his classic slow-mo when it was Vic Stone doing the football game Barry saving Iris West who we didn't see in the other version yeah yeah uh I'll go you can maybe say your thoughts first what do you think of this trailer for the Snyder Cut I can't really say it's the first trailer because we've had other trailers that clearly had Snyder's right. footage I mean really all I, I- I don't feel like I have as much to to say or to gush about as like the Wonder Woman trailer or anything. I was very surprised at like all of the new stuff that I saw, and it's a really well made trailer. But I just don't. I just have no idea how it's going to come together until like I guess it's to me it seemed like a trailer where I have no reason necessarily to feel more excited about it because it was. It didn't really have any. It didn't really give me much about what it's going to be like, except that it's going to be visually appealing. So, I mean, I'm excited to see it, but I don't know if I have a lot to say just based on the trailer. Yeah, for me, I was excited for a lot of these trailers. And for me, the Snyder trailer was okay. Yeah. I. When I look at this trailer, the Snyder Cut, it looks convoluted, messy, but I'm still looking forward to (laughs) it. Part of me is thinking, maybe it is for the best that this didn't go into theaters. Mm. Especially because... Zack Snyder obviously has directed a lot of movies before. Mm -hmm. You know you're not going to be able to do a four-hour movie, so why did you film that much? <laughs> I know. Like, dude, you, you know this. I know. It you does know seem, you can't get away with a four-hour movie. Why would you do that? It, it, that does seem like... Why why commit that so much wasted budget? I mean, it's not a waste any... Well, you can't say it's completely not. We'll see if they ever make up for it, but... um. And he did three hours for Batman versus Superman. Yeah. Like, you know, you your filmmakers, you know not to do that. I know. You know, at least an hour and a half is not going to make it onto the cutting room yeah. floor. You know that. Why would you do that, it Zach? Seems very. This was the the long con was to make a four part miniseries. Yes, but I think this trailer did a great job of playing to Zack's strengths. Mm-hmm. Compared to the the theatrical version, which I like a lot, this clearly felt more like Snyder when <clears throat> you're looking at the color palette and yeah. all that. 
visually, man, it, it, it's a beautiful looking film. Yeah. Like Zach does great with visuals. Yeah, and I think I think it's really going to benefit from having more time put into it because like uh, it can really hone in on the visuals. It's it's going to look really yeah. good. So one thing that was a little head scratcher for me is. Why are they playing the Hallelujah song throughout? Yeah, all I was of it? trying to think. Was that a reference to something? I I wasn't sh- like the whole yeah. time I'm watching. I'm thinking about Shrek. Oh yeah, I forgot that. <laughs> and it sounds like I don't know who's saying it, but it sounds like a drunk guy saying, Hallelujah. like Uncle Al singing, Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, it was dramatic i guess but i didn't understand what it was a reference to i guess nothing but i think well i i have a idea i think they decided to have music over it because they wanted to play now again no one's going to justice league wondering what's the story going to be because we, we know yeah. it already i think the reason they did that is because they wanted to play into zach's strengths mm-hmm. Zach is an amazing visual storyteller. Yeah. Regardless of what you think he can do with story or anything, when it comes to visuals, dude is great. I heard uh, he did an animated movie, like an Owl one that people really really like. I'd have to check that out. Like the... Owls of Gahul or something? Oh, right. I've heard... I, yeah, I've, I remember seeing trailers for that. When Zack's done with his zombie movie in the Snyder Cut, he should do another animated thing, because I think that could really play to mm-hmm. his strengths. Yeah. So, I think it played... A, it was done like that to play to Zack's strengths, which is yeah. visual storytelling. Maybe I'm... Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but... The Hallelujah song could be taken to represent Superman because this is, he's the one character who's been in all, at least main character who's been in all three of Snyder's movies. And we're talking about him being dead Mm -hmm. and stuff. But I, I do wonder this. That song was in the Watchmen movie. If you remember, it's an odd place they put it in, Mm. but... Um, yeah, it's in the Watchmen movie. I wonder if because Zach knows this will be his final DC movie, if that's a little bit of a callback. Like, oh. hey, hmm. maybe a little bit like, hey, remember Watchmen guys? Yeah, that. Yeah, this will. Be- it could just be as a director, as a movie maker, that it's a song he thinks is fitting in in yeah. a lot of situations. I don't. I don't know. So yeah. I thought that this trailer played a lot to Zach's mm-hmm. strengths. So I'm going to bring up the trailer real quick. Although I do have this question to ask. Maybe, maybe I mean, it will probably make more sense, but why are we showing so much of Cyborg's, Cyborg's origin story when in Batman versus Superman, he's already Cyborg? Remember? Right. They, when Wonder Woman's looking at the laptop? Yeah. That's a good. That's a good question. I think stuff like that, and maybe uh, Zach decided that he was going to go more into their origins. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the kind of like Cyborg's origin. Yeah. Maybe the 
flash that is showing his origin. Maybe they saw it as an opportunity to make it almost be like feel kind of standalone where like you can get a little bit of the origins of all the characters in one experience. And like maybe you can have an episode which is their origins. Mm-hmm. Like maybe that's the kind of thing that makes me think a four-part miniseries will work better in its favor yeah. versus just random flashbacks yeah. and stuff. Yeah. I think it could definitely be structured better in that way. So another thing that I found interesting is when you look at the beginning of the trailer, we see Darkseid do, doing the... Yeah. But in the theatrical cut, that's Steppenwolf. Mm-hmm. So it does sound like, even though there's like footage, we'll see footage from the theatrical cut because Zach obviously did some stuff for that. It sounds like even with the stuff from the theatrical cut, the context could be changed because that's Darkseid mm-hmm. instead of Steppenwolf. And we also saw the when they're standing at the end, you have the group shot. In the Whedon cut, that's the end of the battle, and they're looking at, hey, look, we beat the bad guy versus... We see in this, they're going into, like, Batman's plane. So, what do you you think about how much will the context of certain scenes change? That's what I was seeing. I was kind of wondering, like, so are... Is the suggestion that they're just they're just changing the villain in it then? Because part of me like they must have contextualized that certain part. I mean, it could work. Like it's just storytelling. Like it would just put different context on certain scenes. But it just makes you wonder how much is there that are out of context enough to be able to form that story. Yeah, this does make me wonder. In the theatrical cut, was was it changed because Joss Whedon decided, hey, I mean, obviously, in the theatrical cut, there, the Dark Side was not going to be the villain of the second movie. It was going to be the Legion of yeah. Doom. Was having Steppenwolf in that scene in the theatrical cut... Was it because we decided let's not show a villain we won't pay off into in this movie? Because when they were filming Justice League, there was going to be a part one and part two, right. a year yeah. like two years apart. Or was it changed to Stephen Wolf because they were such under limited time and? Yeah, Kevin Sujahara went move the date because remember the story about his bonus check, right? I so what do you think it is? I think it may just lead. It may just be because it didn't serve a narrative purpose to have Dark Side there. Why yeah. set him up if you're not going to pay it off? Well, I think I don't exactly know how like developing CG works, but I almost kind of like if they. Um had already been like 
testing some things with Darkseid and um, had this animation, essentially, like the, the skeleton of this animation. Then they started ha- having to develop Steppenwolf as a character and his uh, CG then, like, sort of... It's easier to reuse that animation. Um, so, I mean, things like that could be a factor, but... It could be a co- basically yeah. both, like... It didn't serve a narrative purpose, and they were running out of time to fully build Darkseid. So, man, where was I going to go? So, oh, we saw the new version of Steppenwolf in here. Oh. (laughs) Man, is it really detailed. Almost (laughs) a little too much, but... I mean, he looks Mm -hmm. fine. So... In this version, Superman wears the black suit instead of the red and blue, like the theatrical yeah. cut. What do you think about that? Now, it's easy in hindsight to say stuff, mm-hmm. right? Easier to be like, oh, you should have done this. For me, I I always feel first movie, right? Like the yeah. Avengers. If the Avengers had been the only Avengers movie we got, we'd be satisfied. Make it the most iconic version as possible. I'm not a fan of just the climax of this Superman just wearing the black suit. Mm -hmm. But I get how, yeah, it was supposed to be a two-part movie, and he'd wear red and blue the next one. So what do you think about Superman in the black suit. That was something a lot of people were uh, counting down yeah, for. I mean, I... Um, I guess it doesn't bother me quite as much because it doesn't necessarily feel like... I know it's the it's going to be, in a way, the one justice... It just doesn't feel like it needs to be the one iconic version, I guess, because all of these characters have been in a movie before. Um, and have had, I mean, not that any of the versions have felt iconic necessarily, but um, we've gotten them. Shame on Richard Donner. No, Superman. I don't. I don't mean any <laughs> Tim Burton. I, Batman. I don't mean. I mean in the DCU. I mean, I mean okay. all of these characters as in like all of these characters in the DCU, DCEU, have had have been seen in movies before. With the exception of Cyborg. That's right. Except for... Oh, he was in the, BBS, the little, little bit. But, um, yeah. Like, so, I guess I'm saying, like, Cyborg and maybe, like, The Flash being in their iconic versions, uh, sure. Like, I'd like to see them in their classic suits. But, like, we've got uh, Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman where he's in a red and blue suit the whole time, so... Also, did you remember in the trailer where you see Cyborg's dad die? Yeah. Did that remind you of Watchmen with Doctor Manhattan? Um, I can see that. It's been so think, long since I've seen Watchmen, though. Do you think? Do you think there could be some callbacks to other outside of DCU <clears throat> Snyder DC thing? Do, do you think we'll see some more? Like he had Jeffrey Dean right. Morgan. I think Dr. Manhattan is Barry's dad in the theatrical cut. Right. Do you think that we could see, like, some callbacks? Because 
this will be Zach's grand finale yeah. to what he's done with the DC with DC. Do you think there'll be yeah. other callbacks to hey, let's do more than just the yeah. Man of Steel and BVS no, I mean, stuff? I think we definitely will. I mean, even just like directors often like using a lot of the same things, this working with the same people and, and such. So I think they're all um if you're seeing one person's whole vision, I think you're definitely going to see some similarities crop up again. Um, intentional, some intentional ones too. All right. So last thing before the trailer, before we talk about the the release plans for this, what did you think? You know what was great? What this week? After having the announcement Ben Affleck was coming back for The what? Flash. New footage of Ben Affleck oh, as Batman. Yeah. I, that scene at the end where he's talking about, I don't care how many he's fought. He hasn't fought us all. Not together. Yeah. That was one of his best moments he's ever had as Batman. Yeah, it was, that was a great cool. moment. Yeah. That's what... I would have liked more of that, like more dialogue and stuff. Like, personally, I prefer the 2016 San Diego Comic Con Justice League trailer they did, which would have been all Snyder footage. Mm-hmm. But I get this one was not this. This isn't normal circumstances where you're introducing the plot. You're basically saying, "Hey, here's what Snyder can do, and he's great with yeah. visuals." All right, so this, the Snyder Cut, is going to come out in four parts, four hour-long parts. Wow, that's Mm -hmm. a lot. So what do you think about that? Because I think that, I mean, four hours, I think having as a series will play Zach's strengths. I think having... Stuff like Cyborg playing football and stuff. Maybe it can play to where you can have like an origin episode or yeah. something. I think that... And I think planning on it being a four-part thing, editing it into four episodes will make it even better. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, I think it can only help it. Like, if if they filmed that much, like, then cutting it down to just one movie is there's going to be something that's missing like you clearly developed more than two two and a half hours of content so to have uh it more be episodic would only play to its strengths yeah and now i like batman versus superman but i didn't like man mm-hmm. steel so, I do feel a little comfortable knowing, hey, four episodes, four chances to at least have one good one. That's how I feel about <laughs> yeah. it. We got four yeah. chances to have at least one that's yeah, good. Yeah, that's true. It does feel like <laughs> you can at least consider one a standalone, at least. Yes. All right. So, I think that's pretty much it All right. for our talk about the The Snyder Snyder Cut. Cut. Um, Something people were so... mm -hmm. Man, who would have thought we'd be talking about the Snyder Cut? we're seeing a trailer of the Snyder Cut. What a weird time. Yes. Um, 
So yeah, let's move on to the next one. I kind of how how long are we going right now? Because are, are we dangerously close to hitting the Zoom capacity? We might be. I think the vi- on GarageBand it says that's at one thirty nine. Yeah, I'm surprised that Zoom is still going and recording. Then <laughs> one I did that one I saw we did went an hour and fifteen. Yeah, I thought it was an hour cap. That's yeah. what I thought. Should we maybe be yeah. safe and restart the video Let's recording? Let's go. And, I mean, if it's that long, we could also start it as a part two, maybe, but I'm not sure, sure. how long that is. Should we end it here and then we'll do part two? Sure. Um. All right, everyone. There we... All right, do we want to end with three quick rabbit holes? Oh, yeah, holes? sure. Let's... These are quick, simple, right, and easy. Let's get them going here. All right. So for first, we'll do three fun, quick, easy rabbit holes. These ones don't have a lot, a lot of thinking or explanation yeah. involved. All right. Oop. I don't. I don't want to open numbers. All right. Who of all the Alfred Pennyworths is your favorite live-action Alfred? Um. Hmm. Good question. I. I. It's. It's tough. Cause, um. I mean. It's tough. There's so many great ones too. I. I. I haven't thought about. I have yet to see a yeah, bad I Alfred. Thought, I. I didn't. I've never had. Never. I almost am compelled to say the the one from the Nolan ones. Like. I think that might just be because. That was what I was used to as Alfred, like growing up. But, um, so you're thinking yeah, Michael Caine. So. All right, for me, for the movies, I'll go Michael Goff from the Burton yeah. Schumacher movies. But for all time, I'll throw a little curveball. Uh-huh. My favorite is actually Sean Pertwee from the Gotham TV mm. show. I think of all of them, he did a great job of showing Alfred. He did a great job of playing both the comedic side of Alfred, also the dramatic yeah. side. We saw Alfred the faithful servant, but we also saw, saw Alfred like the mentor who knows that Bruce has a special destiny ahead yeah. of him. And I think that what we saw between David Mizzow's Bruce Wayne and Sean Pertwee's Alfred is the best live-action relationship of Bruce and Alfred we've All right, ever well, had. Are you trying to say that uh, Michael Caine's Alfred didn't uh, perfect the comedic side of Alfred with lines like, <laughs> oh. I set you up with a chimpanzee. <laughs> you up with a chimpanzee. It brought you back to the world. <laughs> Oh man, I cannot believe that actually yeah. happened in a Batman movie. I cannot believe there's a reference to bestiality <laughs> in a Batman movie. Yeah. Oh my god. You know what? I was watching I was thinking the other day, it's so nice to live in a world where that's not the newest Batman movie mm-hmm. anymore. Because if like 
if this pandemic had happened, because I was going through all like <clears throat> DC and Marvel movies this summer. If this had, pandemic had happened like before Batman versus Superman or Gotham, yeah. I would have died inside <laughs> knowing. No, come on. This is the last one. This is the newest one we yeah. have. There's so much more but we I'm have. Like, so. Yes. Oh. <laughs> the, the, it's the very little things to be thankful for. You got to grab onto what there is. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> Who is your favorite Commissioner Gordon in live action? Um, this one I don't even have like a strong memory. Like, like I don't have... Like I don't, I can't even conjure the image of what the newest Commissioner Gordon is. Um, oh, oh, you mean J.K. Simmons? I actually completely forgot about that. I couldn't imagine him in that role. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I did too. I, I thought he was great forgot as actually. Gordon. Um, was he only in Batman vs Superman or? He was in Justice, oh, Justice, Justice League. League was the only one he was in. Batman versus Superman, unless we count Suicide Squad and Joker, is the only Batman oh, movie I just that didn't have he, Yeah, he's in Gordon that scene in where, uh, um, they have the Flash. Yeah, Flash yeah. is just like, oh, yeah. they just disappear. <laughs> That's rude. That's really. I mean, I, it's hard to. <laughs> I, I might say I might say him. <laughs> Just because uh, I don't feel compelled to to say n the Nolan series again. I would say we've had a lot of great Commissioner Gordons. I think I might have to say Gary Oldman from the Nolan series. Just because he, he seems like out of all of them, he seems the most like yeah. the one that stepped out of a comic. Especially Batman Year One. Yeah, I do agree. Like... It's hard for me to imagine, and when I've, like, the, like, little bit of year one I've read and, like, peeking through that, I'm just like, wow, that really looks like him. It does. He looks like he stepped right out of it. I It really does. And I think if I were to have read year one, I probably would have said that because it would really make that feel more iconic. Yeah, it almost, because of how much both the Bale era and Affleck era were inspired by Frank Miller... Uh, Gary Oldman feels like Year One, and J.K. Simmons feels like Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. So there's that. All right. Last rabbit hole. All this right. is going to be even tougher for you. Uh-oh. <laughs> Who is your favorite Lois Lane? Yeah, that is tougher for me. Um, I can go first if you are <laughs> struggling. <laughs> yeah, you go first. All right, I'm going to have to cop out and say a tie. Okay. I'll say Margot Kidder from the Christopher Reeve Superman movies, I thought did a great job as Lois Lane. She did a great job as both the reporter, the daredevil who gets herself into trouble. She was great. And she also did a great job at playing the comedic elements, too. And also, Erica Durance from Smallville, I thought... Did a great job. Had a lot of, um, brought a lot of Margot Kidder to the role in Smallville. So for me, it's both Margot Kidder and Erica Durance. Um, yeah, this is obviously the toughest one for me because it's the character I'm least familiar with. But, um, 
I I mean, if I, you can't think of one, I have a backup one. I was, I I was gonna no, I was gonna say like uh, I do think Smallville is a, is a good answer. Um, from my uh, fifteen twenty or <laughs> fifteen year old memories of the show or whatever, but um. I do think that that is a favorite, but that's easy for me to say with Superman characters because that's just like my favorite Superman or really the main one that I had experience with. All right, guys. So there we go with our, I almost say Comic-Con, DC Fandom yeah. Part 1 yeah. special. And ending with some rabbit hole. Yes. Um, and tune in to the next episode where we're going to continue with the other things uh, about the DC Fandom. Oh, yes. Great stuff coming, guys. And always remember, you, you may be caught by Superman or Batman as you it happens. But always remember to keep falling down that rabbit hole.